All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Community Channel. <laughs> nice hey guys. Evening. You go for it, Julian. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm. Uh, I will briefly check whether it, it works and it streams, but I'm fairly confident it all does. And yeah, Claude, you can proceed introducing our guest yeah. today. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So welcome back, everybody. And uh, yeah, this is um, we're on to. Uh, um, I think we're on ep episode fourteen, if, if I'm not mistaken, and and, and uh, yeah, apologies for not remembering that. But uh, as you guys know, we're an amateur channel. We are just doing the best we can as a couple of busy dads to introduce new guys to to our little sort of community that we're growing as part of the greater conversation around Tesla and all things kind of moving in a positive direction. We want to introduce Simon today, and uh, he's Hi. a. He's a, he's, a, he's a fellow German living over there in in, uh, in, in more to the south from from Julian yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah Simon, welcome aboard. It's really a, a pleasure to 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 meet you, man. Welcome. Uh, thanks for inviting me here. Um, I'm very thankful to be a part of your community or to be a, uh, another guest on your channel. Um, and yeah, so what do you want to know? We want to talk about all things Cybertruck at the moment and maybe a few <laughs> bits and pieces on the side yeah so all right all right beforehand yes. like no. i mean with tesla you always have like new uh topics going but um i think the most pressure uh, pressing issue right now or the most anticipated upcoming event is like the cyber truck delivery event and what are your thoughts on this um how are you uh, what, what are you expecting maybe or what have you heard around it so that, that's like a uh, first thing that we can all start and really relate to i think yeah okay yeah you know i'm actually pretty thank thankful that thank the cybertruck is coming because we've anticipated it since i don't know 2019 i think since the first unveiling so um it's in, in four years and the um the days are finally arriving at the 30th so in uh, two weeks i think Awesome. <laughs> hopefully awesome. hope, hopefully not elon's two weeks but actually actual <laughs> two weeks so yeah um i'm really, really looking forward to it i'm actually um hoping to get any kind of production targets for this year for the coming year um i'm actually pretty pumped about the specs that they are they will reveal the actual trims that will come and when they will arrive um yeah yeah that's the Cybertruck invite, I think, correct, yes. or the unveiling poster. Nice. I think first invites have been sent sent out today or yesterday, right? So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be epic. Yeah. So I'm what sure. struck what what struck you about Cybertruck? What was the what were the first sort of features that really caught your attention? Of course, the design is absolutely polarizing, you know, as we all know, <laughs> pretty uh, intense, pretty special, as most things Elon, do Elon does. And um, I'm also pretty pumped about the new tech that's coming with the Cybertruck, the, of course, the new Cybercells, the new 4680 variant that they announced for the Cybertruck with higher en energy density. Then I'm also pretty pumped about the um, 48 volt system and what whatever that's going to bring to the table. Um, 
And what I've also seen the last couple of days and weeks were um, hints about the steer-by-wire system. I think, I don't know if you have seen the videos the past days and weeks about Cybertrucks uh, turning pretty fast. And you could literally see the, the complete full tilt of the steering in, from one way to another, uh, to another in pretty much under two seconds or something. So something that wouldn't be that easily possible with a square um, 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 steering wheel, actually. So I'm pretty happy to probably see that new feature in the truck. And other than that, that's pretty much it for now. Yeah. But nice. now, as, as you, uh, you and me live in Germany, uh, I mean, Claude, mm -hmm. for you in the UK, it's r like roughly the same. Traditionally, uh, our markets or uh, home countries are not like uh, truck, uh, truck uh, oriented. Yeah, orientated. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, especially um, yeah, maybe we're kind of biased because we really uh, want to support the company and, and its mission. But um, in in terms of the vehicle, uh, I think uh, you know, if it is driving around, right, it will turn heads for sure. And um, I think it's just kind of a automatic marketing machine, <laughs> which will uh, really be amazing to see. And I'm actually thinking about getting one too, even though it might be absolutely unreasonable. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I mean, it is so cool. And I think uh, you know, in the recent years, and, and there was some statistics I, I read uh, just a couple of weeks ago that um, the uh, SUVs are um, and trucks are are really ramping up in terms of um, you know, being street legal uh, as it is possible to have like a legal license for American trucks. It's kind of, you know, you need to have an exception, but um, I see more and more Rams and Dodges driving around the uh, town even. And uh, I think this will happen too with the Cybertruck most likely. What's your take on this and how, how will it be you know, perceived or uh, accepted in, in Germany if it ever was legal here? I think the legal issue isn't really that much of a thing. We have some kind of guesses around the way by now. I think it's 6,600 to 7,000 pounds, which puts it below the 3.5 tons that are um, the legal limit in at least Germany. I don't know how it is in the UK um, for the normal driver's license, you know, and you could easily drive, as um, Julian said, other big trucks here. So why not the Cybertruck? I mean, the, in the, um, the, the dimensions are pretty much equal or pretty similar to these trucks. Uh, maybe one thing that could be a, an issue would be the um, safety tests for pedestrians, especially because we know the Cybertrucks probably won't have the, the best um, pedestrian protection, at least from what we see from the outside. Yeah, that's that's another thing. We don't know how they will, um, what potential tech will be in the in the trucks in the like steel the, below zone, the steel the crumpled zones if mm. there are any who knows especially on the on the sides you know so um i think that's the biggest issue with um getting a cyber truck here and yeah. as julian also said if that's not possible in a in a big in a broad way we can you can also uh, always make an exception and a special permit for the few or the ones a cyber truck you will import from from the us but Uh, yeah, other than the, the pedestrian thing, I don't see an issue why it wouldn't be here. And as Julian said, it will have turns everywhere, everywhere it goes. As we have seen in the in multiple videos from the 
Eagle Texas um, drone pilots and and people there. It's, it's it's it seems so fitting as a as a work truck, and it seems to fit in so well, and all that. So I think it could be very useful here too for that matter. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And and to add to that, Simon, um, to, yes, from from a UK standpoint mm. as well. You already have plenty of van drivers uh, with vans loaded with gear and equipment and tools, and that probably um, creating a pretty significant mass, you know, weight. That's that's probably not that far off from a typical cyber truck. So, and you have yeah. lots of large SUVs, uh, even in even in uh, um, uh, living along tight, small, windy roads and things. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I agree. There are fundamental dimensions to a vehicle, with which yeah. make it functional within kind of a typical parking bay, a typical roads, etc. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, like you were saying, seven hundred pounds, just 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 over three hundred kilograms is a heavy vehicle for sure. Uh, yeah, 7, yeah, 000, they'll, yeah. They'll, <laughs> yeah. There'll there'll be regulatory kind of things to get through. Um, mm. Not 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 so dissimilar to to hopes for um, FSD to make its way over to Germany and the EU and yeah, UK as that's, well. That's another issue, yeah, with yeah, the timeline thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, an ironic being that is probably the FSD that's going to make it the safest. You know, mm -hmm. even more so than yeah, say the, the physical, yeah, the physical specs. Yeah, is one yeah, yeah. thing, but but like uh, Julian alluded to a story uh, recently about the Tesla that um, you were saying, hey Julian, that 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 reacted really quickly. Then when they were, when a child was in the, in its path, and mm -hmm. um, responded much much faster than say an average driver would have, and there mm -hmm. were very there there was basically no injury as a result. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The child just that, got that, uh, like a bump. <laughs> Yeah, hey. it, it fell over, but then it got up and everything was fine. And then, then yeah. finally, the, the mother arrived. <laughs> I think oh. I saw that too on Twitter or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, right. Hey. I think, yeah, as, as you, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was just saying, and it's the software that creates that safe, mm -hmm. safety, almost like a safety barrier around the vehicle, mm -hmm. which benefits both the occupants and other vehicles and pedestrians and cyclists and every other moving object around that's basically within within sight yeah yeah but yeah, yeah, and I, wanted to, coming, yeah. I wanted to add a, one more point like exactly to that it's, it's not about or not only about pedestrian safety and how it's going to behave in a crash or something fsd and other other passive safety systems in the tesla itself um could prevent these crashes in the first place so that's the yeah. actual thing that's the most important that we have actual facts and knowledge um from the euro ncap tests that actually show that Teslas with, I don't know, the, I think, active software uh, category score the high, highest marks with big, big uh, leaps between the com uh, behind the competitors. So, Right. And uh, even, even that on the Tesla vehicles that aren't necessarily using FSD or probably mm -hmm. may, may not even be have uh, autopilot engaged. Correct. Yeah. It's these, as I said, these passive safety systems that yeah. actually make the difference already that came standard in every vehicle from Tesla. And that's really something also not many people know, sadly. But as I said, that's one thing that could prevent a crash in the first place, which makes it even 
better to have on the road than any other car, for example. So that's another plus point for the Cybertruck in theory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, very true. I think, um, <clears throat> especially if you look at the data, right? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you can always kind of skew the data to, to your liking, uh, and you know, just show this or that metric, uh, leave out others. But um, yeah. Tesla is really open in terms of its approach, right? And um, I think, especially as you say, uh, the technology that is being rolled out and they are constantly iterating also on their uh, camera systems, right? Mm -hmm. the um, hardware that is uh, calculating um, all the probabilities in terms of the AI and so on. So it's only improving. And you know, as uh, Claude, I'm sure with your Tesla, you have the same experience in the UK. Like there's an app update like every few weeks and uh, so sometimes even smaller updates if, if they see that like there's new functionality or new feature mm -hmm. that has uh, maybe a flaw or maybe they added a new flaw to an old system and they are constantly iterating like sometimes i get like two updates a week <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah. so fast and i can yeah. really uh, see the change and after owning a te uh, having owned a tesla for three years now uh, the car has only gotten way better and I, i'm so amazed if i uh, just remember, like two years ago or something, how it was capable uh, of you know, driving around or you know, with the visualizations or uh, where autopilot, even just basic autopilot is, is working, right? I, I purchased the FSD in full, but um, it's uh, just amazing to see how it really has improved so, mu so much after purchasing the vehicle, right? It's, uh, yeah. it's true. It's I mean, I, I picked this one up just in May and mm -hmm. it's only in these last few months I've also seen a notable improvement like continuous improvement in as you said it's just basic autopilot and basic uh, auto steer beta which comes with autopilot which yeah. and how it holds to the road and how it traverses intersections and the, how it improves on that and there are a lot of squiggly lines here in london city and especially as you head in towards the, the inner city and i'm kind of i'm purposefully driving in sort of every every uh, every time I go into the office I'm kind of using purposefully using the car and trying to push the limits with with their uh, with the basic autopilot and yeah mm. um, you you do the, the the improvements are notable uh, just to just to back up everyone who always says that I totally agree <laughs> it's um, even after just a few months it's um, yeah I, I have a friend of mine who um, owns a model s since nine or ten years by now so he was one of the first ones that got one in europe and um he still gets updates with this mcu1 model s that's as i said always almost 10 years old, uh, old got the v11 ui update and all these other cool things new things you know yeah so it, it's still i i still sit in the car and feel like i'm in a spaceship that's ahead of the time ahead of every other car yeah. Despite it being ten years old, you know that's kind of incredible. Yeah, <laughs> stunning, stunning. Yeah. Yeah, you're sitting in, you're sitting inside that software continuous software development mm. bubble. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, you, you're getting to enjoy the benefits that are just yeah, keep just keep coming I, out of it. One one thing that just came to my mind, I have another friend who is studying automotive economics. Yes, that's actually a thing you can study in Germany, <laughs> and um, he. He told me that a professor said to him that Tesla not only pushes updates that are uh, 
visible to the consumer, so they actually push way more updates into the system that are invisible. And he said something like, um, Tesla pushes updates to the car, to electronics, to software, to anything, um, around five to 600 times a year to the smallest components in the system, you know. As we've also seen in the last couple, I think, weeks or months, something like the um, seatbelt free fastener for a crash, um, during crash uh, crashes, that saves the occupants a little bit better. Something no one other is capable of doing, you know, having this uh, uh, um, full control in every part that's in the car is something anyone could dream of in the old OEM world. So Strategically placed actuators and then yeah. with being purely sort of software driven, yeah. it's just opened Correct. up that opportunity to have that kind of yeah. iteration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or any, any, yeah, hey. Any, any uh, I don't know, NHTSA or I don't know, a U, uh, Europe regulation that comes out and says you have to make a recall for the car. Yeah, physically. Tesla does those over over the air. Yeah, and no other one can, no one else can do that. Everyone has additional costs in fixing those issues. And Tesla just puts on an update, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Tri- and really, I, really wild. <laughs> I, I just picked Ooh. this up. Uh, sorry, a slight tangent. This uh, struck my eye on the on the Tesla. Uh, um, what is that? On the shop, it's it's for inflating the tires, it's right? It's the inflating machine. Yes. Ah, so I see. Cool. I'm just gonna stick it in the frunk and forget uh-huh. about it. Yeah. <laughs> if but I get if a you punk, need it, yeah. yes, I, you're I'm happy that it. you have it. Yeah. That's the that's, thing. I'm gonna periodically top awesome, up the tires. I'm not gonna bother going to a garage or anywhere. <laughs> I'm just gonna use this this little bad boy, and if it's got a, a setting. Where mm-hmm. if, you've, if you've got a, a puncture, and most punctures are relatively small, yeah. So use the canister to seal the puncture, and then it'll give you the ability to drive to a place to get the tire changed. Ah, know? all right. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, but yeah, I just want to throw that in the mix as well. No, awesome, awesome. Actually, yeah. I rode, I uh, drove, drove over a bolt, I think, a week ago or something, but that got fixed by now. Thank God. <laughs> just, just I was as I was switching to winter tires. I saw, oh fuck, there's a there's a bolt in my tire. I didn't even notice that the car the car didn't say anything. Thank God I didn't lose any pressure and the tire was in itself was fine. So they they also could fix it. Cool. So uh, you, yeah, you could just drive to a place to get it sorted mm-hmm. right, basically. Yeah. 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 And they, they think of so much that it's almost like they're just constantly overhauling, like you say, Simon, everything right down mm-hmm. to the smallest components mm-hmm. just keep yeah. getting uh, like just keep getting um, uh, um thought through so thoroughly yeah yeah i so, don't know when they they had these uh, slides up in any i don't know ai day or investor day i don't know anymore where they show the um component um what was it called the component um the amount of parts or percentage of parts in the car that they can that they have control of and they were like okay 10 to 20 percent in the model s model x up to 50 percent in the model 3 model y cybertruck 50 is 75 percent and compact model 100 percent full control over everything they do everything they could do um that's just so much effort it's so much um, um, um work with the suppliers like endlessly continuously 
working with them and improving things, you know, that, that takes immense amounts of manpower, of willingness to go there, to actually willingness of the suppliers to do that. That's so immense and hardly anyone is actually capable of doing that. So yeah, they're, they're taking truly incredible and uh, bringing it to to the suppliers and the other companies, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Them how to iterate faster, right? innovate. Uh, are you able to do this like for half the cost? And they're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And then they could, they still probably go to them and have to say like, we, we have an idea. Would you try that? You know, that kind of partnership yeah. is, I think is pretty much unheard of. It's, yeah, it's and like great. having 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 Panasonic and the big guys mm. adopting Tesla's new six six uh, yeah exactly yeah. new design new battery form factor uh, mm. yeah even the yeah. new um, I think I, even I think the new uh, manufacturing process in you know dry coatings and things you know yes something Tesla yes. worked for years on and. They push the they push the industry they push the suppliers everyone will go with them because i i also think that most suppliers already know or have the uh, clear signs to them that electrification will be the future and pretty much all of us in the tesla community agrees to that so they kind of see the chance in working with tesla could be their best possible solution to actually make it so why not try it you know exactly hey Exactly, and I remember Battery Day. I remember the 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 the, the demonstration of the the smaller footprint mm -hmm. of oh, the, yeah. the the more advanced manufacturing process. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, talking about Battery Day, I think this is like a good uh, transition towards um, not sustainable energy, <laughs> but uh, Simon, to towards your bachelor thesis, right? Because uh, I've, I've actually never heard about someone. Um, you know, writing about Tesla in the bachelor's thesis. And when I mm -hmm. read through it, uh, you're right in the introduction, you're quoting Elon uh, on Bachelor. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I did. You can yeah. read it if you want to. Yeah. Oh, I can. Yeah, I can we'll see with pleasure. Maybe. Mm. Oh, okay, this is like a hassle, a hassle now. But I'll just read it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, basically, Tesla is aiming to be the best at manufacturing of any company on earth. Uh, th this is the thing that actually most important in the long run, I think, just from a company standpoint and from basically achieving sustainability as fast as possible. But I also think for long-term competitiveness, eventually every car company will have long-range electric cars. Eventually every company, every company will have autonomy, I think. But not every company will be great at manufacturing. Tesla wants mm -hmm. to be absolutely head and shoulders above everyone else in manufacturing. That's our goal. So, uh, yeah, why, why did you choose it uh, as an opening? And uh, yeah, maybe you can t tell us about your bachelor thesis. Um, yeah, well, that's actually a very, very good question because I haven't really thought about it since about a year or over a year, actually. Um, why did I choose it? I choose it because most of the um, people here in Europe, or especially in Germany with our big OEMs, really didn't care about Tesla the last 10, 15 years since it's pretty much known with the, with the Model S, you know? And um, also my my professor, who actually was um, brave enough to take that topic and go with it, because he was generally interested in in Tesla as a as a stock. Um, he he truly had no idea why Tesla was valued that much on the stock market. And I since I follow Tesla since around 20, 
late 2020, something like that, um, I pretty much knew why it could be an is valued that way. I, because I, 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 I started watching YouTube videos of what, from all the channels. We all probably know that the Stephen Mark Ryan's, the Dave Lee's, the Herbert's and everyone else who was just starting out back then or was getting really big back then. So I kind of knew what, what I was going into. I knew what risk I took with this topic, but I also had hours and hours of information of files of things people talked about, people have um, and studied themselves and just published it on Twitter or YouTube or something. So I had the perfect source of everything from a bachelor thesis that I needed. And that was pretty much the reason why I, I choose that topic, why I choose that introduction, because I wanted to share with you. I tell my professor, hey, that's one reason. And I can tell you in the next 70 slides, in the next 70 pages, why this is the case, why uh, this valuation is justified in many ways, um, and how and why they got there. And that's what I did in my bachelor thesis, pretty much, yeah. Brilliant. Nice. Right, so I look forward to reading the rest of it. Great. Where are you actually? Did you? I, I, um, one thing about bachelor thesis, uh, bachelor thesis in general, or master thesis, is that you start with a theoretical part. That's about a, a quarter or a third of, of the complete thesis that just explains theories and, and stuff in theory um, in general that you are using later, later on in your in your um, practical examples. And um, that's pretty dry to read through. It's pretty much evaluation um, theory stuff and all that kind of stuff. And also a lot of explaining about batteries, a lot of explaining about uh, yeah, BEVs in general and the supply chains and, and risks and chances and things that are actually no risk. So it's, it's pretty much a fat fighting introduction, or at least I think 50% of my, of my bachelor's thesis is just infor informing the yeah. reader what is actually going on? Not only at Tesla, but actually in a stock market world, in a, a world of battery electric vehicles, in the supply chain, and what are the risks and what are actually facts and what is fiction and what is wrong and what is right. That's pretty much half of the actual thesis. That's a thesis in itself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually quite a lot. And the, the thing during, during the write up, the thing was, I always knew I had so much more I could talk about, you know? But at some point, I had to draw the lines. I had to make my scope pretty, pretty tight. And at, at some topics, I couldn't talk about all that, that I wanted. But um, I still managed to put in, I think, 60, 60 uh, pages of text, 87 pages in total, 130 sources or something, um, wow. which were a lot of news articles, some stuff from Twitter, some stuff from, from the Wall Street, a lot of theories and things out of Google Scholar, you know, as, as actual groundbreaking truth of uh, published uh, uh, um, published yeah, documents. So I'm pretty happy how it turned out to be true. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I got an A minus, I think, yeah, an A minus oh, for congratulations. it. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and by the way, since um, since um, being since publishing it, I'm also working since pretty much a year now, the, the best company in my area, and also talked about my thesis in that uh, uh, process of, of getting there, and I really, really liked it. So I can also say that helped me getting 
my first job. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's that's the thing. And uh, you know, that's where I, where I wanted to continue with it. The other half of the bachelor thesis is pretty much Tesla itself, Tesla the company. Um, in every way you could think of back then, the, the cars, energy, autonomy, um, factories. I, I looked at the factories. I looked at the plants that Tesla gave themselves. I looked at competitors. I looked at the total BEV landscape in and of itself and what others were doing and how Tesla is doing and, and why they're doing the things they do. Um, compared them, of course, with the other competitors and and and. and Hold why they are that's that was also one one um, question my professor had in the beginning why Tesla was uh, well it's so much more than other OEMs yeah. or pretty much all OEM every OEM combined back then in 2021 yeah um, so, so you've in a, you've you've accidentally written up a, a brilliant uh, um, investor thesis as well <laughs> indirectly <laughs> no maybe maybe not but at least I've, I have given pretty much every thing that just or could justify the evaluations and why the valuation arrives at arrived at these points back then um i also that's just a, a funny thing that in the, in the twitter community we had a lot of discussions about uh, advertising not advertising price cuts or no price cuts and why tesla was doing that and the thing is i mentioned that back then pretty much over a year ago while writing that that those were the pretty the only main drivers for getting volume up and i was i'm i was i'm still laughing about the fact that i wrote about this pretty much over a year ago and it's finally coming to the community too and uh, yeah that's that's pretty funny yeah that's awesome uh, i mean I, i'm looking at the uh, summary of your thesis right and i wanted to get back to especially your comparison of uh, tesla's business model to the usual oem models mm -hmm. and they are listing right right they have direct sales to customers no middleman um they have the uh, over-the-air updates right to enhance the uh, vehicle functionality or security they, they have their own fast uh, charging network the others don't uh, for mm -hmm. the most part right they, they are using insourcing instead of outsourcing and so on right especially uh, every time elon uh, must thoughts about some um, technology that they are working on they're like uh, we look at the market and uh, basically nobody's doing it or they're all doing it uh, wrong or too too mm -hmm. expensive and we're doing it like for 10 percent <laughs> of the price and 10 percent yeah. uh, 10 times the speed <laughs> and uh it's like uh, especially uh yeah when you're talking about germany i mean i noticed this too right there's a, a kind of a certain vibe to it when you're talking about the auto industry uh yeah. in germany and especially you know most people around here are driving german cars <laughs> i mean obviously uh sure. it's the most important sure. market in uh, europe but uh yeah w w you know, i i didn't used to be like a, a car guy and um w only when i started to be interested in uh, getting a car for my family uh, i was really kind of seeing through this uh, you know, bullshit that many people are just talking about because they're only used to German uh, car makers, right? Maybe there are some uh, Asian ones as well. But uh, most of their arguments 
don't hold up anymore if, if you know about Tesla and if you're really an mm -hmm. informed customer in the end, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you, yeah. Uh, as you do, uh, dive into the business model of the company, you see it even more clearly, right? And it just goes on and on. And uh, you're like, okay, <laughs> where are the people actually uh, with their minds? Uh, they only want to see or confirm what they are used to and not really seeing like the new true player. And I think this is what uh, really your uh, thesis um, really shines. Yeah, this is what it tries to, to bring to the table, to the audience, to anyone who's interested in it. And that's that's really a cool thing. I, I just um, got another idea in my head, which fits pretty well to, to what we already said. But um, we've also seen about uh, within the last few months that Tesla is finally giving, giving away their supercharging to other competitors. Yeah. And as Elon also said, they will probably give away at some point autonomy and once this is given away to competitors this is going to be probably followed um within years or or at least adopted within years by pretty much everyone else when the as, as soon as the supply chain and the supply for or the, the 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 actual new cars of the new oems actually can support it but at this point it's going to be in everyone's car and mm -hmm. this means that actually the manufacturing of tesla is the only thing left that they won't give away the factory that builds the factory that i don't know builds the factory with ai coming in you know this yeah. is the one thing that tesla will probably forever hold and this is why elon's yes. statement in 2022 uh, 2020 three years ago pretty much um is probably true and that's also yeah, a thing hey. that came to my mind damn that introduction did it very very well Actually, cool to, to to think back about it. <laughs> yeah. it. It is. It's like a stark awakening. Eh, yeah, 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 exactly. It's, really it's all it's all coming together, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all coming together. Yeah, and 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 I mean, continuous like kudos to Tesla for being so kind of steady. Like they they're being they're they're kind of being gentle. You know, with the with the the existing OEMs and the existing infrastructure and the existing concepts, so they're not trying to wipe everybody out. Mm -hmm. And they quite strategically said in, uh, a while ago that while they might aim for twenty million run rate uh, uh, production rate by twenty thirty, they recognize that they can't make the whole transition global. Mm. transition to sustainable energy than by themselves yeah so they're basically you can see how they're just incorporating everybody into that direction yeah you know yeah. so very like steadily licensing out and sharing you know sharing their their their, their, their technology essentially mm. encouraging competitors to become collaborators in a sense yeah for for the same mission yeah yeah so yeah. we don't need to fight with each other over who's you know producing the best or the cheapest or, or yeah. whatever mm. we can recognize the greater mission and actually we are being given so many opportunities to join that process and to Correct. actually participate even in our little conversations like the one we're doing now it's like an opportunity for us to just you know like your brilliant thesis i mean that's that's pretty stunning man really yeah thanks, thanks. <laughs> can i add something nice to hear that. 
so there's uh, one user on X uh, who's uh, called Don, and uh, he's <coughs> been on our channel before twice, I think. Okay. And yeah. He's often t uh, tweeting, and um, he's like a, a super uh, fun guy, and uh, he, he often makes jokes. But uh, there was one supposed joke, but where I which which really got me thinking because uh, he said, you know, uh, I can't wait for FSD to become mandatory, right? Mm -hmm. If you really think about it, in like let's say you know, 20, 30 years. Uh, yeah, it's so plainly obvious that that you need to have autonomy, or everybody wants to use it anyways for convenience or whatever. I mean, except for maybe a few, right? Obviously, there are still people, uh, for example, riding horses even today, right? So everybody <laughs> not always use a autonomous vehicle. But if you really think about it, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure a state will make it mandatory to use. Uh, the autonomy feature and not drive manually and mm. this is where we end up and so tesla is like open right from the beginning and elon uh, has already talked about that that there are uh, early uh, negotiations between tesla and, and another uh, company which is uh, eager to license it because uh, i mean it's fairly mm. obvious if they are going to be the winner uh, especially right now or with um, i think in california there has been uh, a kind of a, a stop of uh, service for uh, this one company by some clown <laughs> by Dan O'Dowd and his company's uh, um, technology has proven like it's not safe and there have been too too many incidents and so on and it's like uh, not working this technology at least not for now and you know, Tesla is only at the beginning right uh, with their technology and I mean v mm, trying, trying to FUD again hey, basically yeah most likely <laughs> Um, mm. my, my point is like, um, I can already see like, if you are really taking this first principle approach, uh, having AI, uh, leveraging it, especially right now, um, and it, it eventually uh, is quite clear, uh, or it will be clear in hindsight that Tesla will be the winner and uh, obvious choice and not only that, but also in a kind of mandatory Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, this, 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 sorry, Simon, this journey you've been on gathering your research mm -hmm. to produce your thesis mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 probably very similar to the journey that m many people have been on and are going on yeah to have the yeah. same kind of aha moments that you're talking about julian and, and that's leading to that kind of your own personal conviction mm -hmm. about yeah. what what is becoming increasing more and more, increasingly more obvious every time you think about it every time you read about it every time you gather information about it but yeah yeah, sorry, you were saying, Simon. Yeah, so I just wanted to add before, before going to autonomy, I just wanted to say with the supercharging network, they already closed deals with BP and other former uh, fossil uh, yeah. pumping stations. Uh, so, you know, yeah. they're pretty much replacing every other big oil company that's also pushing out, um, um, what is it called, petrol stations. And... Um, yeah. They will probably create some sort of monopoly in the tech that they will, um, as they announced now, that they will give to any other company that wants to take it. And I think the same goes with autonomy because we have seen countless uh, companies that are trying to get to autonomy levels. We have crews, we have others that have now have to shut down their business currently because there are too many incidents and actual actual uh, reports that just came out also mentioned that 
crews had to intervene every three or five miles in every almost every uh, drive they had. So you and again get a clearer, as you said, a clearer and clearer picture where the future will probably head to. We can already see that Tesla is pretty much best positioned to gain more momentum on their lead. And it will just be a matter of time when other OEMs, just like, yeah, that's a, that's a tweet. Perfect. Thank that's you. Um, we will just have to wait a matter of time until more and more OEMs will join, just like in the supercharging deals, they will join with hardware and software deals with Tesla to get at least some part of the revenue of the, I, I would say, uh, future uh, uh, business model that will arrive with autonomy, with ride hailing and so on. And um, they can either try to fight that as they did the last 10 years, try to do it on their own as they tried the last 10 years and also, by the way, promised autonomy within years to come, um, mm -hmm. or they can join Tesla as as many did now with the supercharging and NACS standard, and yeah, next, yes, correct, next, and 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 then continue to to be a part in that world because if they won't, they will burn billions and billions of dollars of euros which they don't have. They already have to transition to the to BEVs fully at some point, which is already an extreme hurdle for them, as we can see in the mm -hmm. very. Uh, the very underwhelming, I would say, sales and, and demand uh, targets or demand uh, uh, um, signals that's currently uh, given to them. And um, yeah, if they continue to fight that process of, of, of fighting autonomy and fighting Tesla's best solution, they will lose. They will lose their business. 100 uh, thousands and probably almost millions will be affected from that. And why not join them to be at least coexistent or continue to exist with Tesla. Yeah, that's pretty much the end game. So that's pretty much where every puzzle will fit, um, will come together. And uh, that's one way the future could, could look. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. And it's getting clearer and clearer that this is going to be a possible path. Yeah. Awesome. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Like everyone said, many people say, it's pretty exciting times we actually live in. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, sorry if that may sound like a cliche in some instances, it actually, I mean it pretty literally. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the thing is that it's also something which we probably truly agree. In Germany, we are so focused on ourselves, like we see in the OEMs, like they ignore Tesla for 10 years. Everyone is so focused on what's going on um, with their lives or with their companies, with their very narrow point of view that they won't even look out the window they won't even look across the seas to the us they, they have or look towards china for example which is also a great uh, example in, in like uh, legacy oems struggling that they have so much I, I think i would say pride in them that they don't want to or just can't look uh, across their neighborhood to see what's actually going on to see what's going wrong and how to adjust properly. It's just too, too, I don't know, too, too much on the high horses with too much pride and yeah. can, can shift quick enough. The other thing is like, those, yeah. those companies are huge. They have, yeah. I think, half a million employees. I think VW Group has. Um, this transition is ungodly painful and takes so much time 
Herbert Dees was someone who got it, who was probably a little bit too over-optimistic, too fast, maybe. But he had uh, one interview, I think, or one presentation where he said, we will probably lose around 30,000 jobs if we don't adjust uh, fast enough. And at this point, I think 30,000 is probably the lower end of jobs that's good, that will be cut. You know, yeah. we've already, I yeah. think a few a few days ago, we've already seen that um, the VW Carriot group, so the autonomy group is cutting, I think, 3,000 jobs or something. I don't know, Julian, if you have seen that too. I think there are probably thousands of jobs on the line at the yes. Carriot group who a few years ago just said, like many others, we are going to um, um, catch up to Tesla and have our own autonomy solutions. Well, the first who's going to uh, get cut, who's going to get lost, is going to be Carriot. And I think those kind of signals will follow soon in the industry, like, for example, Cruise may be completely shutting down and never um, starting back up again. To have money left that's used for actually the transition itself in BEVs and leaving autonomy completely behind on them on um, their own and probably adapt at some point with Tesla's technology. Yeah, that's pretty much where I think a, a continuation of my bachelor thesis would probably land on today because I, I, al I also mentioned uh, autonomy briefly, I think on a half a page or something, but it was all a little bit fuzzy, not clear. And I, I myself, was aware of the progress FSD beta made, but still, you know, that's the thing about uh, trying to get, uh, to have, I would say, two different goals and having a bachelor thesis that has to get a good grade and having two unrealistic expectations or things that currently can't be measured or put in fact. So that's the kind of thing where I had to, 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 to adjust in my thesis to not go all out in autonomy and have like 10 additional um, pages. So I just touched on it briefly and said there are many competitors, but it seems like Tesla is leading, and this seems to be more and more the case. Um, and we have to continue to, to 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 watch that closely. And yeah, that's also a potential future valuation driver, as we all know, and as we many of us bet on, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So so I think that's a, that's a good update on that part from the thesis. Mm. Yeah, and it's like it's it's. It's actually quite a valuable document. You know, you can help people to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even begin to realize that there actually are a few assumptions we need to put to the test. Yeah, like yeah, a, that's the that's the cool thing. Was, that's, there was that was yeah. also the, the the great or funny thing about my, about the uh, naiveness of my professor because he had simply no clue and he wanted to fully understand it. And I was like, "Thank God you said that. I have a billion facts to prove it, and I just had to put it in a paper." And give it to you and i already knew awesome. that it's going to be awesome so i was actually so grateful that i found a professor who um accepted that topic you know that yeah. felt pretty pretty yeah. good that was quite a relief to be honest yeah, yeah that's nice uh, that's sure really cool if you can kind of use your hobby to do so yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. i've put so some uh, put in so many hours and and stuff and as, as for fun actually you know it's enjoyable hours yeah, yeah correct correct that's the yeah. thing and yeah. um that was that was pretty awesome and valuable to me That's to get that opportunity to have I would say one uh, problem less towards my towards my um, bachelor and to get that yeah. thing done the cool also uh, one thing I could mention about the process of, of writing the, the thesis um, I just at first I had of course to, to google a lot of these theoretical things in the beginning 
which I kind kind of knew but couldn't actually uh, didn't have any 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 sources yet. But that was that was one part. Another part was all the stuff I had collected over the years had to be sorted, had to be um, checked again, had to had to be read again on in the multiple uh, um, websites and so on. So um, that was another part that took me a few weeks, but actually writing my thesis took me three weeks. <laughs> I read all the 60 pages in three weeks. I actually, I, I, I knew what I wanted to write at every chapter. When I saw it was getting kind of late and I worked on it for two or three hours straight, I, I said to me, okay, I will finish half of the paragraph to actually have some thoughts in my mind that I can go to sleep with, but actually pick on uh, pick up the next morning and continue on that. that. That was the kind of thing that kept me going quite quite a, a lot and, and quite well, for a long time. So um, reading that thing that took me three weeks, correcting it again, reading through it multiple times took me another week, and then I handed it in. And um, I think in July, yeah, at the end of July last year. So that was that was kind of cool because everybody was like, "Hey, what are you going to do? And why aren't you actually doing something and writing something?" It's, I was like, "I have everything sorted. I know when I can start, and I know it's going to be good. So just just chill, and I can I can work on that on my own, and it's going to be fine." And it turned out pretty well. Mm. And like you yeah. were saying, Simon, the battle the battle for you was to try to to slim down. Mm -hmm. That was the actual thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was I was in it for two or three hours, and I was writing, 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 and then at some point I was like, "Should I add that too? Wait, if if I add that, I have to add this and this and this, and it's gonna be another page or something. I can't do that." And then uh, another thing was when when as with it, autonomy or something, when in terms of something sounds just too good to be true or too unrealistic, then I had to worry about hmm. Will my professor like this? Does this make sense? Is this too, or is this maybe too specific for someone who has no idea? Maybe I should leave it out. So I left it out, and I pretty much, uh, despite being six, it's, it, despite being in sixty pages, it's pretty much from the ground up and to a certain level to understand the company at the uh, most important parts. But that's pretty much it, and I'm quite happy with the with the amount it's it's quite a lot if you if you look at it for the first time but it's it's actually trying to pick every reader from every level pick him up and, and give him a full understanding as, as good as possible yeah, yeah it's, brilliant that's pretty pretty awesome too uh, yeah in terms of the amount of uh, information that is available today right mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm always comparing it. I, I, you know, I used to read like the classics about uh, value investing and so on, uh, by by Graham and uh, <laughs> like from, mm -hmm. from 1920s or something. And mm -hmm. then you really had to know the people, right, or, or physically walk there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, today it's just online pub being published, right? And I mean, you were talking about the uh, very. Uh, interesting people that we have in the community, right? Like uh, Fazat, uh, who's been mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, he's been uh, such a kind uh, guy, and he's been working at Tesla, right? He knows about uh, their uh, how they're actually approaching things, or uh, with Omar, uh, right, who's constantly pushing the uh, latest uh, FSD videos and showing it off, right? Or we have uh, Emmett Peppers and uh, Matt uh, from Good Soil Investment. 
yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. having people yeah. from the Wall Street side as well is also so yeah. valuable, you know, as yeah. a exactly. noob investor who has no idea about what's going on behind the curtains. That's kind of yeah. cool and also kind of um, nerve uh, uh, calming, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, there's there's so much information to try and navigate. Mm -hmm. we, we, we have to try and sit and try and remember what it was like before we kind of discovered certain critical facts about Tesla. That wow, it's the same journey that everyone needs to go on. Sorry, guys, give me just a second. All right, no, no, no worries. Family, family. Yeah, the kids are the kids are up. Okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that's a dad's life, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he has. And actually, ah, okay. Then some some noises kind of expected. It's that's absolutely okay. Yes. I'm actually at home with uh, only my parents by now. My my brother moved out uh, two weeks ago. That's the last one. We are we are, we are I have two other um, siblings, but my sister is two years older and then also moved out by now. Um, so I'm the only one left upstairs and pretty much have now a full. Uh, uh, story thing for me. Yeah. You... Hi, it's Lottie. Flat. Hi. It's a future Tesla driver. Well, if 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 that's if if um yeah if that, perfect if dad has anything to say about it yeah perfect. yes we've got a, another uh, impromptu visitor to to jump in with us for a few minutes. Nice. So, nice. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so sorry, you were saying Simon. Um, just about my uh, being being as, as uh, Julian just said, you, had, you have to have kids, so it's kind of normal to have some kind of noise in the background at some point. So no worries there. And I was just saying that I'm by now the only child that's left in my parents' home, probably moving out in about a year or one, one and a half years, just as right. a personal, right. uh, personal goal in my head. Um, but yeah, they nice. aren't pushing or anything, just, just for myself, you know. At some point, you have to be independent. Yeah. In this case, yeah, absolutely. Hey, yeah. What is yeah. Lottie's take on uh, the, the Model Y that you're driving? <laughs> Lottie, what do you think about Daddy's Tesla? Um, and it's and it's like Skibby toilet. <laughs> skibby Skibby toilet, she says. <laughs> it's just ha she's having a dig at us, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you like Do you like riding in Daddy's car? Yeah, and I like. Shooting and daddy and having fun and waiting there and pooping on it. That's kids for you today, guys. <laughs> See, when you when you um, when you passed when you passed your bedtime and you should actually be sleeping, <laughs> then you start to say very silly things. <laughs> Okay, I think we could just wrap it up. Uh, I mean, let's wrap it up there, guys. Yeah, all that right. Is very insightful contribution. It's okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. Furthering Tesla's mission. I think, I think as future think buyer, Lottie you know. To, I think Lottie needs to read Simon's thesis when she's a bit older. Yeah. And uh -huh. let the penny drop. Uh, yeah, maybe. Too, and for maybe. the younger generations. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them who's carrying the the last torch to the new generation. Yeah, and I hope but, I can inspire yeah. others. And I hope um, with our talk today, we can broaden our audience, our people that follow each other, each of us. By the way, that name down there at the edge is my Twitter handle. If, if anyone is interested, uh, you can also find my um, bachelor thesis as my pinned tweet at the top of my profile. 
So you can always read it, uh, always read it either in English lang language, but it's just auto-translated auto by Google Translator. That's maybe a little bit fuzzy at some at some point, but mostly okay. Um, or the German original version that's also linked as a Google Drive, Google Drive file. Yeah. Yeah, thank that's you very great. Much. We'll put that's great, Simon. And and and, and we, we 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 were talking about this earlier offline. Is to say, we should probably uh, think about diving into more detail on some of these topics, maybe in a in a yeah. in a future catch up. But uh, yeah, for the moment, of course. Uh, thanks so much, Simon. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. I hope we get to catch up again more in the future. I hope so too. And, it was uh, such a pleasure for me too. Yeah. Hey, that's great. That's great. I mean, that's what this whole community thing is about. Yes. We always talk about yeah. how everyone's opinion actually has significant value, mm -hmm. and um, so so glad to to uh, for you to share yours with us as well. Well, yeah. What I think, no matter the size of each of us, of our channels, of of our profiles, or anything, as you said, everyone can bring something to the table, something that nobody knew by now, and maybe it's something that's going to open many more eyes for anyone else who's interested exactly. exactly and like you say especially the younger generations that's part of, so critical hey to the whole move to sustainable energy then mm -hmm. the penny the penny really does need to drop for everybody yeah yeah and yeah 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 so stunning <laughs> stunning yeah, for I mean. coming on and thank you lottie for your yeah lottie thank you very much for your very <laughs> uh intellectual contribution to, yes. to, uh, to always say everyone's opinion matters and uh, and even 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 the youngsters opinions matter too yeah good night right. i had a great time good night yeah likewise simon likewise see you again next time everybody you bye bye, bye. <laughs>